Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership, insight, and advice. Welcome back to another episode of When Hers United, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and I truly appreciate you listening in. This is season eight, episode nine, entitled Paid and Free with Latasha Brooks. Before we jump into the interview, I want to tell you more about me and When Hers United, the podcast. I believe that success leaves clues. And When Hers United, the podcast was created to give you the clues you need to succeed in business, mindset, personal development, and self-care. These are the four pillars we stand on here at When Hers United, which is why they are emphasized so we all can live a complete and fulfilled life, both personally as well as professionally. If it's not too much to ask, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Then write us a review. As a thank you, I'll be giving shout outs on future episodes to those that take a moment to do this. Now, without further ado, here is season eight, episode nine, entitled Paid and Free with Latasha Brooks. All right, so today we have another amazing, winning woman of color entrepreneur to share her insight and advice with us. So, welcome, Latasha. Woohoo! Yay! The crowd goes wild. <laughs> right. I love it. Love it. All right, so before we get started, I'm going to tell you more about Latasha. So, Coach Latasha Brooks is a highly sought after serial entrepreneur motivational speaker, and business development consultant. She focuses on government contracts, corporate training, and event planning. And she delights in using her God-given wisdom and experience to support both small and large companies by ushering in exponential organizational growth. We all love growth around here, so I am super excited to hear what Latasha has for us today, and I hope you are as well. Yay. <laughs> Yay is right. All right. Let's get right on into it. So let's talk business. So I feel like I gave a brief summary. I'm sure what you're all about and what you do is a lot larger than what I said, right? <laughs> so let's start off with you telling us more about what you do and how you ended up in your current business. Okay, so I've been in business for over 13 years. I always tell the story that I was forced into business. I didn't choose this life. This life chose me. I have two older sisters and my oldest sister, who is six years older than me, decided in middle school that I needed to help her with all the great things that she was doing. And mm -hmm. so in middle school, at a very young age, I dropped out of dance. I did performing arts. I dropped out of it because my sister was like, I need you. I need, I need your creativity. I need your brains. I need your hands. And so in middle school, I was planning corporate events. Mm. And that's how I started into business. Event planning has a lot of skills that come with it. So it taught me a lot of things, organization, attention to detail, creativity. And so that birthed many of my other businesses. I do own multiple businesses. 
They all somehow feed each other and touch each other. But I am now strictly dealing with training, developing, marketing, and scaling other people's businesses. And so I'm doing for others what my sister did for me. Mm, I love that. Love that. Love that. Oh my goodness. At such a young age, like, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. So I definitely can relate to landing in a place like not choosing it, but it choosing you, right? That happened with my podcast coaching. Like I never wanted to do podcast coaching. I don't even know exactly what I wanted. No, I did. I wanted to do leadership development, which I feel like I still do that in a lot of ways, right? But that's exactly what I wanted to do. And then as I gained success in podcasting, people came to me asking me to teach them about podcasting. So sort of like it chose me. I didn't choose it, right? So I'm grateful that, you know, at the end of the day, I decided to go forward because at first I kicked and screamed because I'm like, I don't want to do this, right? So it just makes me think like, what if you would have kicked and screamed with your sister? You know, would you even be here talking to me today? Nope. Nope. And I have two young girls and they're both CEOs at the age of eight and 13. And I had to explain to them, I know firsthand how molding at such a young age or having somebody to push you into something that you never dreamed of. You, you didn't think, I didn't want to do that, you know, and then it changed my life. Right. You know, so think about you. If you hadn't done it, it ain't what you chose. It chose you. Right. It changes your life and it's changing other people's lives as well. Right. So to anyone listening, right, if someone that you know values you, you know, uh, wants the best for you, suggests something for you or tries to pull you in a certain direction, if people are coming to you asking you for something, you know, and it's maybe a little different from what you had in mind, don't necessarily close the door to that because you never know where it may lead you. Yes, girl. That's a message there. I hope they wrote that down. Listen. So tell me, like you talked about all of these different things that you do, and this is going off the script. What's your favorite? So believe it or not, event planning is my favorite. And I think that's because you have to have a special skill to be able to take somebody's creation and execute it from beginning and end. And most of the time, they don't really have much for you to work with. They know what they want, but it's your job to come up with it and give them what they're looking for. So I like challenges. I like making things happen for people that they normally can't do for themselves. And so event planning is by far my favorite. Okay. I love it. I love event planning too. So, you know, kindred spirits, as they say, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So when we talked previously, you mentioned the importance of being able to shift with the economy as a business owner. Yes. So can you tell us more about what this means and provide an example of what this looks like? Absolutely. So I like this question. Okay. I'm just going to tell you, I think every business owner should have pen and paper and just be ready right now. <laughs> y'all better listen. Now y- look, y'all, y'all heard that, right? So right. If the pandemic didn't do anything else, it woke us up. Okay. Mm -hmm. As a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as an employee, as a boss, it woke everybody up in the world. We all were dealing with something at the same time that has never happened to the entire world at once. And so as a mom, we had to shift. We had to pivot. We had to teach Mm -hmm. our kids. I didn't want to be a teacher. I didn't sign up to be a teacher. (laughs) Listen, listen. Okay. (laughs) Don't get me started. 
you know, as a wife, I had to spend more time with my husband than what I wanted to. He's home. I'm home. We both home. You know, I didn't ask for that. (laughs) You know, as a boss, I had to show grace to my employees. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to learn how my situation is not everybody else's situation. And so, you know, and all of us was going through something at the same time. So I had to show grace and mercy and, and be more understanding and become a better leader. And then as a business owner, I had no choice but to pivot because my everyday life got flipped upside down. And so what was working for me that I had been doing for 10 plus years is now like, no, girl, no, the whole world is home. What are you going to do with the whole world being home? You're used to being able to go out. You're flying every weekend. You can't fly right now. You can't shake hands with people. And so it forced everybody, regardless of what you're doing, regardless of what role or title you had to change. Mm. And that pivot is so important because you have to be able to be okay with change at any minute. We don't get to pick and choose when they were forced to be to change things. And so the people that survive the pandemic at its worst moment were people that were able to pivot, people that understood that change was required in order for you to survive. And people that were okay with, yes, I love doing this, but now I have to do this to survive. You know, and so pivot is required. It's something that we actually should be doing every single year. Every year, depending on what's going on with the economy, you got to change. You know, with growth, with time comes change. So it's it's something that now everybody should know how to pivot. If you haven't, it's time to learn. I love that. I love that. And I totally agree, right? I agree sometimes reluctantly from a personal standpoint because I've realized about myself, I don't like abrupt change, Mm -hmm. right? So I was one of the people that the pandemic really didn't change my life because I've been working from home since 2014. I was already doing the podcast, Zoom. I already knew all about Zoom, right? So it didn't change my life personally, but for a lot of people, right? Like if they didn't adjust, they no longer were in business. Like, look at all these people that went out of business. And it even makes me think of the story of Kodak, right? Even before the pandemic, like Kodak didn't want to go digital. Yep. Where's Kodak now, right? So truly, truly a testament to what's required to stay relevant, you know, and and remain on top, if that's your goal, right? Yep. Or you just go out of business. Right, right. Right. And and I'm working on myself, y'all. I got I got to get better with change. So, you know, I'm working on myself and I encourage you if you're like me and you don't like change, I'm flexible, but abrupt change bothers me. Right. But I recognize it. And now I have to figure out ways to get past that. Right. Right. All right. So I know a secret, guys. Latasha knows so much great and valuable information. Right. So. I heard, Latasha, that you know all about the various tools and resources that entrepreneurs need to know, but oftentimes do not know. That is so true. I don't know who's spreading rumors around here, but (laughs) (laughs) I like that the streets are talking, okay? (laughs) One of the things about me is that I only teach what I go through. I am not one of those Mm. consultants or business coaches that are out here just throwing stuff out there to people because I feel like without me experiencing myself, how can I help others? 
And so me being in the position that I've been in in the last four to five years, it has opened up so many doors for me. And I've been exposed to so many resources and tools and things that are out there and systems that we didn't even know we were privy to. We didn't know that people that look like me, you know, could tap into some of these things that exist that has been going on for decades. And so one of the the secrets that I've exposed to the entire world is as a business owner, we should all be working with the number one customer in the world, which is the federal government. Mm. And that is a customer that will never go away. They do not try to talk you down on your prices or underpay you or try to make you become something that you're not. Mm. They value you. They tell you how much they need you. You know, there's a law in place that 26% of the funding every single year has to go to small businesses like myself. There's money put aside for businesses like myself to work with the number one customer in the world. There's so many opportunities for us being certified as a business owner, being a woman on business. I qualify for $10 million. These are things that nobody told me years ago. You know, nobody, nobody told me that keep doing what you're doing. And here's an opportunity that can help create that revenue flow that you need to keep this business and to grow this business and develop this business. Nobody wanted to share the secrets. And so I am one of those minority women-owned businesses that I'm like, if I can do it, everybody else in the world can do it because the system is set up that way. And instead of everybody struggling on how am I going to make my next sale? Who am I selling to next? Let me compete with my sister because, you know, it's either me or her. No, it's enough for both of us. They print the money. They have the money, you know, and by law, they have to give us some of that money. So why are we not all working with the federal government? Scaling our businesses, working with the number one customer in the world. Woo, listen, listen, that was good, right? So you said something that got my wheels turning, right? Like you are a certified minority and women-owned business. So is that like the first step to working with the federal government? So being a certified minority business opened up so many doors for us. That is a state certification. And so when you're applying for grants, you go to the top of the list. You rank higher because the state has acknowledge the fact that minority business owners don't get the same opportunities as everyone else. True. We have a disadvantage, you Mm -hmm. know, as a woman owned business, which is a federal certification, the federal government realized that a lot of men take over and dominate certain industries. Mm. Well, that's not fair to us. We're smart, you know, behind every man is a strong woman. Okay. And so, right. We get pushed to the side because they take over. So the federal government has realized for decades that that is an issue. And so when you do the right things and you have your documents and your paperwork and you're running legitimate, these opportunities allow you to be able to play with the big dogs, you know, because we do have a disadvantage. So a lot of us are minorities. A lot of us are women old. We're just not certified. Mm. We haven't taken that extra background check to say, yes, this business owner does work for herself. She is legitimate. She has her paperwork. She is who she says she is. She should be certified. And those certifications allow you to put it on your marketing material. It allows you to put it on your website. 
it allows you to market that I am who I say I am. I love that. I love that. So they often say that you should find ways to differentiate yourself in the market, right? And it sounds like that's a great way to differentiate yourself, right? So would you say for a person that's like, okay, yeah, that sounds good, but that's too much work. Is it a lot of work required to get that done? Nope. So I tell everybody it's things that we should have anyways. Mm. An operating agreement is something you should already have. You should already be registered with the state. You should already file taxes every year with your business. They're not asking you for something, nothing that you should not already have. Mm. And so what I like to educate people are we should make it a habit to do things right the first time. I have a lot of people that are in business. They're in business four or five years, but they don't have a business bank account. That should have been the first thing you did because financially your business don't start until you separate personal from business. Mm. And so these are things that we should already be doing anyway. You know, you should have visibility online. You know how many business owners that say, I don't, I don't want to be online, but a business is meant to be profitable. It should be online. I should be able to Google you. I should be able to look you up. I should be able to know you're a trustworthy business. What happens if you look a business up and you can't find them? You're not going to give them your money. Right. Who are you? Why are you hiding? Why are you right, hiding? Right, Listen, right. oh no. What, you going to take my money and run, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> They're not asking us for nothing that we should not already have in the first place. Mm, I love that. That listen, she told y'all to get y'all notebook out now. Y'all should have at least two to three pages <laughs> worth of information. Right. <laughs> that is awesome. So one more question on this, then we'll move into our next segment. Where does a person go to find out the requirements for this women or minority owned business certification? So that's a great question. For the minority certification, it's called the MBE, which is a minority business enterprise. That is a state certification. So I always tell everybody, you're going to go through your state to get certified with your state as a minority business. Google is my best friend. When in doubt, I Google everything out. Okay. And so Google, you're going to go whatever state you're in, say you're in Virginia, you're going to say Virginia MBE certification. If you're in North Carolina, you're going to say North Carolina MBE certification. Now, my favorite states is Florida. Florida will actually have you, when you Google Florida MBE certification, it'll pop up their checklist. And all you do is email the documents. And within one to three days, you are certified as a minority business in the state of Florida. You get out of here. Some states is that simple and that easy. Now, what I will tell you is that because this is a state certification, that means the state rules and make all the rules. Some states charge, some states do not. Florida and Virginia do not charge, Mm. okay? If you go into Texas or Georgia, they do charge you. There are some resources out there that may be able to help now with the pandemic with those fees. In California, there's ways that you can get your certification for free, but it's all about talking to people, getting to know people, working with your state. The government also pays some entities to help you for free. For example, there is a organization called the SBDC, Small Business Development Center. The Mm. SBA pays this organization to help small businesses develop like myself for free. I am a partner with SCORE. SCORE is another organization that the SBA pays to help small business owners for free. So there are organizations in place to help you get these certifications where you don't have to do anything by yourself. I did not register my certifications by myself. 
did not. Now I can do it with my eyes closed now because I have free guidance and free help to get me through it that the government paid for. Now the WOSB is a, a federal certification. So you're going to go through the SBA. That certification, because it's federal, it does not cost. Mm. The only way that is going to cost is if you go to Google and you put it in and the first thing you click on is that ad that they like to get you <laughs> and you click on that ad and you got a nice business saying, yeah, I can get you certified for $3,000. And you like, no, nah, I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> I'm in the wrong place. But once you get past those ads, okay, then you'll see the SBA website and it'll tell you the process of getting that certification. The state certifications can take anywhere from a week to 90 days. The federal certification, which is WOSB, Women-Owned Small Business, that's going to take 90 days plus, okay? So you want to get it submitted as soon as possible so that your countdown can start. So like I've been telling people now, submit it now. So maybe by the first of the year, you're certified. Right. Now you get to go all year being a certified business with the federal government. And you're on to a good life. Now, working with the federal government, a certification is not required. You don't need a degree. You don't need a certification or you don't even need experience to work with the federal government. So there's no excuse not to work with the federal government because the federal government will pay you to hire another company to do the work. That's why you don't need experience. They don't care about a degree because think about it. I've been in business for 13 years. Now, granted, I have a bachelor's degree degree in business entrepreneurship, right? But I've been in business for 13 years. I was working with the federal government before I got my bachelor's degree. Okay. So it's not required. And a certification is not required. There's just funding set aside for certified businesses. So if you wanted to work with the federal government, you can actually work with the federal government right now. You just got to make sure your government contract ready. You got your ducks in a row. You're legal. You got a bank account when they want to pay you. You got visibility online. You have a capability statement. You have the things, which is a federal resume. Mm. You have the things in place to work with the federal government. Listen, 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 listen. That was a lot of acronyms, right? A lot of great, great information. I hope y'all listened in the beginning and got y'all notebook out, right? But, you know, we will do a service and we'll put the links to all of those places in the show notes. So check out the show notes for those links. I have also used SCORE in the past and I will say they do give you valuable help for people. You know, if you don't have the money or you got the money, but you want to put your money on something else, it is resources out there that can assist. So it's it's no excuse, right? That's what I heard as I was listening to you. No excuses as far as how can I get to where I need to go? And then no excuses as far as I can't find customers to pay me because you're just not looking to the right customer. That's what I read in between those lines. Yep. And I tell people, I said, as a business owner, we're always fishing in a little pond Mm. and we all right on top of each other trying to go after the same fish. And I'm going to derail you to go that way a little bit just because I'm trying to get the fish right here. We're too close to each other. Mm. When you work and scale and work with the federal government, now you're in the ocean. It's thousands of boats out here all doing the same exact thing, but we deep fishing. And I got enough for me, my whole family, your whole family, the family across the street. I'm feeding everybody. Think about it. When people go deep sea fishing, they're fishing for everybody. Mm. Now you're not in competition anymore. You're not stepping on your sister or your brother. You're helping your sister and your brother. 
Right. I love that. So I stop fishing in the pond and start deep fishing in the ocean. You will never have to worry about anything ever again. Hmm. Listen, I feel like we could just cut, right? This was my, I got some work to do personally, right? So if you're out there and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't know this. I feel so behind. Don't feel bad. I did know some of it, but I didn't know how easy it was. Like I live in Florida. You just blew my whole mind. Like Nicole, get your whole life together, right? So we're in this together, right? And we can also get out of this together, right? right. By taking Latasha's information. So I'm super, super excited. And I didn't know you were in Florida. I didn't. Do you say Florida? I'm like, Florida? (laughs) (laughs) It wakes you up, don't it? it? Wakes you up. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So we are moving into our mindset segment. Now let's talk mindset. So you talked a lot about scaling as a business, right? Scaling our business, making more money, things like that. So when I hear that word, to me, I think that that requires a mindset shift, right? Absolutely. So talk to us about the mindset shift required to scale your business. So I really honestly wish that entrepreneurs talk more about your mindset Hmm. and being an entrepreneur. I'm always explaining how entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. Yes. I'm always explaining that a part of entrepreneurship comes some form or development of depression. Mm. And nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about the dark days, the lonely nights, feeling alone. You know, they say it's lonely at the top. We've heard that for so long. And sometimes that puts us in places that we never ask for. You know, we, we never choose to take this road by myself. And so mindset, shifting your mindset Thinking positive and surrounding yourself with the right people plays a huge role in your success, period. Mm. You know, even like I said, with my husband being home, my children being home and I'm playing mommy now, teacher, doctor and wife and boss, you know, I had to shift my mindset, Mm -hmm. you know, and it is something that is required It's needed and we got to learn how to be okay to talk about it more. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I did. I had to shift my mindset. I had to think different. I had to be okay with what was being thrown at me. And I had to keep reassuring myself that everything's going to be okay. All right. And think positive, right? you know, because we go into things, unfortunately, we are molded a certain way. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we go into things, especially people, humans, that's what I like to call them, okay? Right. <laughs> Sometimes when our minds are not right, we are conditioned to think one way. Okay. But with growth and development, you got to be willing to shift it. You got to be willing to accept change, as we talked about earlier, and you got to be willing to be okay with growing and flowing and not being so conditioned to think that things have to be a certain way. You got to shift your mindset. You got to be okay with whatever's coming at you and you got to be willing to accept it Right. because we get stuck in our moments. You know, like you said, I don't like change. And so all it takes is a quick mindset shift to say, I don't like change, but with change come growth. Now you change your mindset. Okay. And now the outcome is going to be beautiful right? because instead of you sticking with, I don't like change. I ain't doing nothing to change. Whatever happens just happened. Now you're saying, I understand. And I recognize that I don't like change, 
but I'm willing to do X, Y, and Z to accept this change. And it allowed me to be this beautiful blossom flower because it's going to happen to all of us anyways. Right, right. It's required, it's needed, you know? We can't fight it. Right. So mindset is something that we got to get more comfortable with talking about. We got to be open to the shift and we got to educate ourselves a little bit more on it. Yeah, I can truly say that I feel like from the point I really decided to go into entrepreneurship and take it seriously, because I did it several other times, but never really, you know, put my all in, took it seriously. Like from that moment, so many things about my mind had to change. Right. And and I feel like that may be more of the battle than it is to actually do the business practice that you do. Yep. Yep. I agree. Right. I agree. Right. So what do we say to, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs out there feel like everything is on me. I have to do it all. Right. That kind of mindset. Is that a mindset that is equivalent to a business owner that's able to scale their business? No, I'll tell you the mind controls a lot. And so if you're constantly thinking negative, if you're constantly beating yourself up, If you're constantly repeating the same things, I like to tell my mentees, when you do the same thing, you get the same results. Mm. You shift, think about it a different way, implement something new, you'll get some different results. Now, I'm not guaranteeing that doing something new automatically means it's going to work for you. Mm. It's the fact that you're taking a chance to shift to see what the outcome could be. Well, if you've been getting the same results and you're not happy with your results, you got to change something, whether good or bad. You know what bad feels like already, so it can't do any worse. You know, it's only up from here. So a part of entrepreneurship and understanding the scaling and being successful versus sticking to that same comfortable place is they did something different. Mm. Something clicked somewhere that allowed them to go after whatever it is that they really wanted. And nine times out of 10, it doesn't come easy. Scaling is very hard, but you shifting that mindset and thinking a different way plays a huge role on being more successful. I still do a lot of my things myself. But instead of me beating myself up about all the responsibility that I have, I look at it a different way. And I thank God that I have the opportunity to touch the things that I can touch in my business and outsource the things that I can't. Mm. I just look at it a different way. I just shift my mind instead of beating myself up every day that I'm touching the same things. I get organized. I shift a little bit. And it allows me to scale. I love that. It's just all about the shift. Right, right. I love that. And I would think, right, so if it's something that you are like beating yourself up about, then maybe it is something that you need to outsource, right? Yes. If you can't come to that piece, you know, and feel grateful that you're able to do it, then maybe it is time to outsource that. Yep. And instead of thinking about all the things that's going wrong, we have to learn how to give ourselves credit for the good things that we do do. So instead of me 
you know, beat myself up that I'm doing nine jobs right now. Let me praise myself on two of the jobs that I do very well. Right. You know, instead of focusing on the nine jobs that I'm doing, let me praise myself and pat myself on the back, which gives me the strength and the motivation to get better in those other areas that I'm a little weak at, you know? And like you said, whatever I just cannot handle, take it off your plate. Right. Now it's going to cause some sacrifices because if I'm outsourcing, I mean, I'm, I'm kicking out more money. Right. But at some point we have to make big girl decisions and we got to do what we have to do. We got to shift. We got to pivot. We got to scale. Right. So it all plays together when you shift your mindset and put those pieces to the puzzle together. Put the pieces to the puzzle together. I love that. I love that. Oh. Yeah, all good stuff, good stuff, and so true. And I love your encouragement to look at what's right, right? Because I know that that's a lot of what I had to do personally, and I'm still a work in progress in that area, right? Like, what did my therapist call me? Relentless standards. I was told I had (laughs) relentless standards, right? And relentless standards, you know, it's a positive and a negative to that, right? And a positive to it is that I go hard, like, and I want everything to be of excellence, right? But the negative side to that is sometimes I don't give myself the credit that I deserve. So I love your encouragement to pat yourself on the back, you know? And I do agree that when you do that, you know, you do get the motivation that you need to work on the other things. So that was great. Great advice. If you want to hear more from Latasha and some of the other amazing women who have been guests on Win Hers United, the podcast, then you need to attend the Win Hers United Virtual Summit. The Win Hers United Virtual Summit is being held Monday, December 6th through Thursday, December 9th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to winhersunited.com forward slash events to get your ticket today. That's W-I-N-H-E-R-S-U-N-I-T-E-D.com forward slash E-V-E-N-T-S. I hope to see you at the Winhurst United Virtual Summit. Well, so for you personally, like what's your go-to mindset practice to keep you grounded, to keep you motivated, to keep you moving? So two things that I like to do. One thing that is very important, and I think a lot of us don't realize, I celebrate the small wins. Yeah. I celebrate my wins. Listen. I write them on my whiteboards. I have to look at them. I got to just say, you go, girl. I have to, because that personally does something for me. And what I realize is that when people see me celebrating my small wins, it does something for others too. You know, because again, we are hard on ourselves. Right. And another thing that I like to do is bless other people. It makes me feel good because I know the struggle. I know what it feels like not to have help. I know what it feels like to beat myself up. I know what it feels like to be a depressed entrepreneur. 
I know what it feel like to feel like I ain't doing something right. And I know what it feel like to have the whole weight on my shoulders, right. like the whole world, right. you know? And so it makes me feel good and it makes others feel good when I'm able to bless them in ways that nobody else is thinking about blessing them. Cause I know how it feels. Right. Right. Personal experiences. I love that. I love that. That is so true. You know, and like that just took me off guard personally, like, you know, my brain. When you think, what do you do for your mind? I don't expect to hear I do something for someone else. Right. But that is so major and it is so true. Love it. Now, let's talk personal development. We've been talking about growth, right? And Specifically, personal development, I think the two are synonymous, right? So what's your view on personal development as an individual, as a business owner, whichever way you want to approach that? It's required. I do this thing as an entrepreneur, which didn't realize how much attention it would have gotten in the world. But my work week is different than a normal work week. The one promise that I made to myself when I became a full-time entrepreneur working for myself is that I didn't want to treat me like corporate America treated me. Mm. And so what one of the things that I decided was I never liked, and y'all may be able to relate, okay, but I've never liked working five days a week Hmm. and only getting two days off. Listen, I felt like my life was surrounded by work, you know? And so one of the promises that I made was, girl, you're not working five days a week no more. Now I'll tell you, it's funny being a boss because, you know, God got a way of uh, making you laugh at what you think you're going to do, right? (laughs) And so I just was like, all these perfect schedules that in my mind when I worked in corporate America was like, everybody should have this choice, right? They didn't work out that way. What I ended up doing was doing a three-day work week, right? Which is only nine to three, okay? And the other two days that I thought was going to be my off days, end up being a administrative day for one of the days and a research and development day. Mm. And that is because I realized that development as a person and a business is required. Mm -hmm. It's required. And so I take a day, which is my Fridays, and that is my research and my development day. And that day I spend on no phones, I don't talk to clients and customers. I do the things that help me develop as a person, as a boss, and as a business. Mm. And that is consistent every single Friday. And I don't work the full day. If I get up at about seven, I'll be done by 11. You know, what I've learned is that anybody that spends eight hours doing the exact same thing, it gets so boring. Right. You're not focused. Right. You're like, I could have really did this in four hours. You know, but corporate America don't look at things like that. I've been able to combine what is required and what keeps me happy and do them both and produce magic. And so now my mentees follow that too. They make their own schedule, but they always put in a development day and an administrative day. And so I'm working still kind of working five days a week, but it's not really five days a week because two of those days are doing something that's required, right? you know, and I have to stay consistent with it. And so, and it's not all day. So it makes me feel really good. Development is required. Yes. It's required for everybody as a human, as a boss, as a wife, it's required. 
You know, you got to take time out to look at what's working, what's not working and what's out there that you don't know about. Right. You know, how do you develop yourself? How do you train? When do you have time to train? You know, when do you have time to listen to those leadership speeches? You know, when do you have time to personally reflect on you as a person? Right. You know, what did I do good this week? What could I have used a little bit, you know, a little bit more help on? And I love it. I love everything about a development day for a boss and a human because it's needed. I love that. So I love that. And I love your emphasis on prioritization, right? Like, because yeah. what you don't make a priority, you know, will it happen? Won't it happen? Right. How often will it happen? You know, right. I love the consistency, like once a week. That is super, super awesome, right? It makes me reflect back to the question about shifting with the economy, right? Like yeah. how you talked about keeping up. Like, how are you going to stay on the cutting edge if you don't take time to know what's going on, right? That could be in your personal development day, right? Keeping up with the trends, yep. current events. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of research, a lot of, you know, in business, you got to know what's going on with your competition. You got to know what's going on in your industry. And you got to take time. Now, corporate America pay people to do this, like myself, you know, and so they don't physically have to do it themselves. But the thing about me, like I said, everything I touch, I've done it myself. So when I do eventually outsource this out, I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. I know how much could be done. I'm not blindly asking somebody else to do something that I haven't done for myself for years. Right. And see, and that's the piece that corporate America always miss. The CEO of that company didn't spend two years researching and developing. No, they hired somebody to come in and do it for them. So when you're trying to explain to them why this process would be so brilliant for you, they don't really get it. And then you're doing the bickering back and forth. But when you're trying to explain something to me who have been doing it for two years, I understand more because mm. I know what it takes to develop and look at and pay attention and what I'm looking at and how it works and, and that it may or may not work, but we've put the time into it to do our research to know if it's even possible. Right. That's good. That's good. So being able to hold conversation, right? Correct. 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 Yes. Correct. I love that. I love that. So give us a resource, right? Do you have a suggested book, course, event, or podcast that everyone needs to check out so that they can stay on the cutting edge? Believe it or not, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with what's going on in the entrepreneur world, but there are some people that slept on. For example, I'll say 50 cents. Mm. 50 cents have had one of the best entrepreneur books that he could ever release for a boss. Hustle Smarter, Hustle Harder. He laid out the ropes for us. Okay. He helped shift your mindset. He helped expose you to things that regular people don't like talking about. Mm. Now you can see a pattern of more people stepping out. Like, for example, T.D. Jakes. You know, he's come out to, hey, don't drop the mic. You know, you got Rick Ross just released a book. You know, you got Will Smith about to release it. Those are some of the books that are slept on. Mm. These are from successful people that never had the opportunity to share stories like this that are pivoting, if you're paying attention, and shifting and scaling their businesses because they're reaching different targets. Right. And 50 Cent, you know him as a rapper. Right. Nobody looks at 50 Cent as the boss. 
as a businessman. But think about the things that he's accomplished. Number one, television shows, movies, rap. He hasn't had to put out music, but he's still collecting a check. Right. So it's people like that that we sleep on that can make a major impact to your life, to your business, to your mindset. And if you pay attention to what they're doing, you see them, you're watching them pivot. You're watching them shifting with the economy. I remember seeing another preacher and he was talking about how T.D. Jakes is all of a sudden touching. He ain't just talking about the church anymore. Right. You know, and he's like, I'm watching this man, but you're supposed to. Because guess what? Church is shut down too. Everything shut down during the pandemic. Right. He took that opportunity to reach another market. He pivoted. We can't hate the game. We got to learn from the game. Listen, listen. I love that. I love that. That is great, great advice, right? And I remember in the past, I've heard like, pick a person. You know, like we all should have role models or yep. mentors, right? But sometimes you you may your mentor may not know who you are. That doesn't mean that yep. they can't be your mentor. And I love your right. reference to 50 Cents or Will Smith, you know, like people that I feel like as a person of color, maybe you could relate to them better than you can relate to Elon Musk, right? So then now right. you have them sharing their story and being transparent and giving you the tools that you need to be successful. So whoever it is, you know, that is doing what you aspire to do, get some data right. on them. Like you said, watch and okay. pay attention. Yeah, yeah. And that comes with, Development on my development days. This is the stuff that I discover on my development days. Like, man, if I'm too busy, I don't have time to to look at things like this and stuff like this matters. Right, right. Listen, y'all. Now it look. Ooh, this is some <laughs> stuff today, honey. Look, look. I hope y'all look at y'all. Y'all should have the whole notebook done. The whole notebook right. <laughs> done now. Right. But let's move on to our self care segment let's talk self-care so i was being nosy i'm nosy right you know but i call it inquisitive right i I get the deets right that research is very important Uh right so i was being nosy i came across a quote from you and i love that quote oh my goodness so listen guys the quote is the goal is to be paid and free not booked and busy that just gave me chills me too listen we gotta let that marinate for a minute right because to me that is the epitome of self-care but latasha just elaborate on that for us so that quote is mine i own that 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 trademark and that quote is my baby and it came during the pandemic it was birthed last year and i didn't realize how powerful it was until I was in meetings. And every time I just slipped it out my tongue, it was so natural to me. People would say, they would stop me in the middle of my tracks and say, wait a minute, what did you just say? Listen. And they'll pull out pen and paper or phone or the whole conversation shifts because they're so intrigued on, wait a minute, say that again. And I didn't realize that it was something that resonated to every single person that I said. The thing about it is, it's real personal for me. Because when I started in business, the people that I looked up to at that time were all booked and busy. Mm. I didn't fit in with them, you know, because I was new. 
I wasn't booked and busy. I was trying to figure stuff out still. And so they made me feel a certain way because I was not booked and busy. Okay. Oh, you're not important. You're a little girl. You, you, you got a lot to learn. Mm. And so I started doing things to fill up my calendar just so I could be booked and busy like everybody else. Mm. And then eventually I got so drained and tired that I was booked and stressed. I was booked and not spending time with my children and my family. I was booked and broke. How you booked and broke? (laughs) How you booked and broke? You know, and I was just, I was tired. Right. And I told myself, I had a whole real conversation with myself. And I said, who the heck made up these rules? Where in the rule book does it say for you to be successful, you got to be booked and busy? Because booked and busy come with so many other things that the rest of them are not talking about. Mm. Nobody talks about you being broke and broke. I've never heard anybody talk about, yeah, I'm booked. I'm broke still. Mm. Nobody talks about how you're stressed and how you're sacrificing your family for this lifestyle. And so one day I just said, I don't want to be booked and busy anymore. I just want to be paid and free. And it felt so good to say that. I was like, take all this crap off the calendar. This doesn't help me. I want to be paid and free. And that was my first trademark, paid and free. I was like, you know what? So I started doing my research and I was like, nobody else want to be paid and free. It kind of shocked me, right? Because (laughs) nobody was talking about it. And so I'm looking at celebrities and I'm looking at coaches and I'm looking at all of them are the exact same. They're all doing the same things the same way. And so I was like, okay. Here we go. I know that when you go against the grain, you become a target. Mm. And so I had to be real with myself and say, now, girl, you know, when you start saying you don't want to be booked and busy, people are going to look at you like you're crazy. And people are going to turn on you because they're going to say, who is this woman? Who does she think she is? Why does she think she don't have to follow the rules? But again, when I ask the question, who made these rules? Nobody pulls out the Bible to show me that in the entrepreneur world, you are forced to be, I don't want that. Right. And so I had to get some really tough, thick skin to realize that going against the grain meant that there were going to be some sacrifices that I had to make. But if I really felt the way I felt, then it was going to be okay. And God quickly showed me, girl, do what you're doing. And I became more happier as an entrepreneur. And I felt so free. And my children and my husband and my family, I've been through a divorce. I know what it feels like to, for things not to work the way that you really want it to work. And so I said, I'm I'm just not willing to sacrifice my family and my children for this lifestyle because I should be able to have both. Mm. You know, I should be able to enjoy both of these things. And me being financially free and paid and free allows me to enjoy the things that I love and the people that I love. And it allows me to spread more love because I'm not tired and drained and miserable and just mad at the whole world. I'm not like that. Right. And so it's been a very fun journey. Very interesting because you don't realize that just our thoughts can make a difference in the world. And there's literally been people saying, can I put that on the shirt? Wait, wait, can I make some money off of that? And I'm like, listen, I own it, okay? And it's crazy because the government teaches us that entrepreneurs and small businesses are the innovators. We are the creators. 
everything that has been produced has been produced from a little old person like me. And so it kind of makes me smile that I'm sitting in White House meetings and I'm sitting in SBA meetings and I'm sitting with the government and the states. And when I say these things that I created, it lights up the whole room. Mm. People are writing it down. And I'm like, this is how stuff get created, which is why I had to trademark it. Because (laughs) this is how things are birthed, you know? And now everybody is like, pay to free. I don't want to be booked and busy no more, you know? And people are comfortable talking about it. And I feel like I paved that way because granted, I went against the grain. It's consequences with going against the grain. But at the end of the day, I'm happy. Right. And now I got these same people that didn't believe in me going against the grain. Like, well, how can I do what you're doing too now? Right. How can I be? I'm tired. They're vocal now. And I'm like, girl, you did that. You know, you did that. I love that. So yes, that thing there, it does give me chills. Even hearing you say it, it gives me chills every single time. Right. Right. I love that. So What I heard is honor yourself, right? Because you had to look at yourself and realize that I'm a circle. I don't fit in that square. And you had to honor yourself for that, as opposed to trying to make your circle fit into whoever's square, you honored yourself, right? And then you took a look at your value system. Yes. Right. And decided to put what are the seven habits of highly effective people? Your big rocks. These are my big rocks. Other people's big rocks may look like business meeting and this, this, that, and that, and this. And if that's your big rocks and you're okay with it, then, you know, kudos to you. Right. But if that's not your big rocks, honor yourself. And that's the epitome of self-care and do what makes you happy and what's going to make your life ease and flow the way it should right so I love that it also made me think of how they say productive right so I believe like you know one of the first times that my head exploded you know the head explode emoji right is Uh that they said the goal is to be productive not just busy right so you know like how you said I was booked and broke, right? So that's not necessarily productive, right? So we got, you right. know, take an assessment of what's being productive, you know, look like. And, and are we taking care of ourselves by yes. doing stuff that just keeps us busy? So love it, love it, love it. So tell us about your favorite self-care practice. So I have this thing that people laugh about all the time and I, I do this thing. So it's called me time, right? Everybody know what me time is, but don't know how to really, really implement me time. And so one of the things that I did for myself, a part of making myself happy and my family happy was one of my children, my oldest daughter said to me one day, and this was going on for years. Okay. And as a business coach and a consultant, you always got a phone glued to your ear. Right. And so one day random, my oldest daughter said, mom, you're always on the phone. Right. And I was like, dang, didn't realize it. Didn't even register to me that when I'm picking them up from the school, I'm on the phone. When we get in the house, I got to go in my office or anything all day. I'm on the phone talking to people. This is what I do for a living. And so I said to myself with my shift, okay, you got to change your schedule Mm. because kids are paying attention to you and you don't even realize that they were starting to tell people that. They were telling people, my mom's always on the phone. I got to wait till my mom get off the phone. When my mom get off the phone, I ask. And so when my daughter, my oldest daughter said that, it kind of hurt my feelings because I was like, girl, you're so wrapped up in life that you're not even realizing that 
every time your kids see you before or after school, you're on the phone. Mm. And so I changed my whole schedule. My whole schedule got changed, right? But what I told myself was, okay, if I'm doing something to make my children happy, I got to do something to make me happy too. So I made my schedule where when they're out of school at three o'clock, I'm done for the day. Mm. I'm wrapped up and I'm done. I love that. But then what I promised myself was I will cook dinner when my husband walk in the house, or even if I don't cook, you know, when he comes in the house, he got something to eat. When the girls come home, we can laugh, talk about the day, eat and all of that. But by six o'clock, every single day is my me time. Okay. I get to go in my room and lock my door and don't nobody bother me until my husband's coming to bed. And they know that when that door is shut, that's my mental break, you know, relax and slow down for the day. So I promised myself that I would not take this opportunity and just make it about everybody else. Right. Because we tend to do that. We tend to want to save the world and forget about ourselves. So I said, okay, if I handle mommy and wife duties, then I got to promise myself to take care of me too. So me too is very important for everybody. When do you have a moment to just have a mental break to do whatever you do? I love taking baths, right? And so I'll take a bath and I'll sit in the bed and I don't necessarily have the TV on and I definitely don't have a phone to my hand, but whatever makes me happy, that's what I do. And it's always random, crazy stuff that you'd be like, girl, how you had time to do that? And people ask me that. Like, when did you organize your closet? Oh, don't about me time. You know, like, when did you read through your books? How did you get through all the books? Oh, that's through my me time. When did you listen to Oprah podcast? During my me time. I just do whatever makes me happy because it's about me. I feel like that is a PSA to all women, mm. right? Because I do agree that we have a habit of putting everything and everyone in front of us. And I love, again, like, I love your structure. Like you literally (laughs) schedule, you know, because what do they say? If it's not on your calendar, will it really happen? Right? Right. So the fact that you actually have this schedule, you know, and you honor, again, honor yourself and make sure that it happens, right? All right. Latasha is our superhero, guys. We, you know, we got to get it together. Look, but if you don't have it together, you now have some information to help you get it together. So don't beat yourself up, right? Because Latasha told us that we can't beat ourselves up either. Yeah, it's a work in progress. Right. Love it. All right. So earlier you mentioned something. And when you mentioned it, I was like, oh my goodness, I love her. Right. So you talked about celebrating wins. Yes. As a bonus, let's talk celebrating wins. So it's so funny. Earlier this year, I actually started hosting a monthly room on Clubhouse called Celebrating Wins. Legit. So it's called Celebrating Wins. And it came from exactly everything you said. It came from me doing my first virtual summit. And when I finished the virtual summit, instead of me patting myself on the back, I was like, oh, I should have did this. Oh, I should have did that. Oh, I should have did this. And like, I was down for like almost a day. And then what I did was I decided to look over my entire 2020 and look at every accolade and every accomplishment I had from 2020. Mm -hmm. And that brought me out of that funk that I shouldn't have been in anyway, right? But it happens, right? Right. Right. So I believe celebrating wins is super important, right? It allows you to keep going and- and celebrate. I mean, it, the, yes. the word itself, right? And celebrate yourself because it's necessary. 
So tell us about your latest win and why it's important to you. Oh, I got so many wins. I don't know how to pick just one. I had the opportunity this year to work with Oprah and Oprah in front of millions of people called out my name multiple times. She was, and that was a major win for me because her production company saw me on a free platform doing what I love to do which is gather people together and make some fun. Right. Right. And so that was a major win for me because I don't know anybody else that have had that opportunity. My recent win is I'm putting on a minority event in Washington, D.C. And I am giving minorities the opportunity to learn, shake hands, scale, improve, Everything that we complain that we don't have, I'm giving them that opportunity to make it happen for themselves. And so I feel so good about this large event. It'll be one of the largest events I've ever put together, um, especially for myself. And the impact of the event is going to be life changing. So I'm super, super, super excited about that win. And I'm very big on educating minorities on leveraging business credit. Okay. Because a lot of us don't understand that, you know, your businesses are meant to be profitable and they're meant to pay for themselves. And it's absolutely nothing that your business wants that your business should not be able to get. But a lot of us don't know about business credit. We don't know how to build business credit. We want to make the same mistakes we made with our personal credit. And so I've now given millions of business owners the opportunity to report positive payment histories and trade lines on their business credit profile by actually working with me and learning and scaling their business at the same time. So instead of you buying crap that you don't need, most people have to buy office supplies and stuff like that. You get in coaching sessions, you're getting courses and classes, multiple streams of income. You're learning and scaling your business, you know, while building your business credit at the same time. Because a lot of us get denied for everything. Mm -hmm. I have people crying on my phone saying, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, but nobody will give me a chance. Right. And I'm now giving other business owners that chance. Love it. So that's a major win. Yes. Listen. Like nobody else that looked like me has done this. Right. And so I got a lot of wins, girl. I got to celebrate them. And you see, I can talk about them because it's something that I make a routine now, celebrating the things that I am doing. You have to take a minute to celebrate. And I can tell you about all things going wrong too, but no, we're talking about nah, the celebration. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we love, listen. <laughs> well, congratulations. I love that, love that, love that. You are hashtag goals. Listen, Oprah, Aww. a huge minority business event. Oh my goodness, in Washington, D.C., Right. And the business credit. Look, we're going to have to have a conversation after this over because I, you know, look, I got, I'm like, what? She do what? Okay. Listen. Listen, your business is worth up to $250,000. And LLC is worth $250,000 worth of business credit. Most of us don't even touch $3,000, you know? And so having this money available to your business that you should be able to use use to leverage your business, grow your business and develop your business. It's no reason for you not to be doing everything you want to do in your business. Right. But people people don't know. Mm. They just don't know. Mm. 
Well, I told y'all Latasha know all the stuff that we don't know. You cannot <laughs> say, listen, I'm like blown away. I'm super excited. Oh my goodness. Y'all look, so I was going to say this to the end, but I can't say that. And Latasha is going to be speaking at the Winhurst United Virtual Summit, y'all. So if you didn't, you, you know, this is like, oh, oh my goodness. Listen, all right, all right, all right. Let me stay focused. Okay. So tell us what a Winher means to you. So I like this question, okay, because we touched on this throughout the entire interview and you don't realize it until you get asked a question like this. And I think that it's important for women, okay, to realize how powerful we are, how strong we are, how needed we are, you know, and that you have to be happy within yourself. We make life about everybody else, which doesn't always make us happy, mm. you know? And so for me, when her means girl, celebrate yourself, be proud of yourself, know that without you, you know, be confident in yourself, you know, the world relies on you. It's time for you to rely on yourself, pat yourself on the back and be good to yourself. You deserve happiness, just like you make everybody else happy. And so when heard to me means making myself happy while I'm making the world happy. Love it. While I got this super cape on, I'm making sure that I don't neglect or forget about me. Win her, win her back. Okay. Make her happy. So I love that question. Oh my God. Every woman need to be asked that question. Every woman. Listen, you know what? All right. You're trying to get me excited now, Latasha. You're trying to get me excited. I love that. What you said? Win her back. You done said a lot of things. Look, you you know what? You y'all need a saying. Y'all know who you better hit Latasha <laughs> up. <laughs> they say that people when they talk to me, they always got a notepad and pen. Listen, they always have a notepad and pen. I am like blown away. This is so awesome. All right, Latasha. I don't want to see you go. I don't want to see you go. Right, but I like to honor everyone's time. Right, so. I feel like I shouldn't even ask this question because you done dropped so many gems, but do you have any parting words for us? I just want people to be, especially women, I want us to be proud of ourselves. Mm -hmm. I want us to be happy. And I want us to know if I can do it, anybody else in the world can do it. I started from the bottom, absolute bottom. So anybody can be whoever they want to be, you know? And a part of that is happiness. Right. We can all do it. All right. Look, you listen, you could do it. All right. So tell us where to find you. We need to know when this event is in DC. Like give us all the oh, beats. So you can find me on all social media platforms at money bags. That's with two G's and then six, two, three, six, two, three is actually my birthday. I, I got people now like, where did that come from? But first of all, money bags stole my name. Okay. Now he had it first. <laughs> but still, I just want people to know. Okay. So I couldn't use just money bags, but a client actually named me money bags. He said, every time I look at you, you know, every time I talk to you, you look like money. You know, you're helping other people get bags. He like, you just money bags. And so it stuck. It really stuck. So across all platforms, you can find me at moneybag623. My last name used to be bags. And so that he just put it all together, you know, to make it make sense. 
But um, the event, the Minority GovCon Business Summit is going to be April the 14th through the 17th, and it is in Washington, D.C., and the website is already up with all some great information and RSVPs if you're looking to come, Um, but it's going to be a major opportunity, over 2,000 people over 200 prime government contractors. We're going to have some government officials in the building. And so hands-on workshops. So you can just come with your laptop. Just come with your laptop and you're going to leave a whole new person. And some speakers and we're doing some awards. We're honoring our people, you know? And so I'm excited. I'm super, super excited. We're going to try to do a pitch competition to give away some money to some small businesses. We're going to do a couple of things for startups. We're going to give away a couple of checks to help startups produce products or apps or whatever it is that you're trying to do. You're going to be surrounded by good people. And so I'm looking forward to that. Love that. So what's the website where they can go register for that and then tell us your website? Okay, so the website for the government event is MinorityGovCon, so it's short for government contracting, G-O-V-C-O-N, business.com. And then my website is LatashaBrooks.com. That's one of the 19, but we're not going to talk about that. If you're looking for any of my classes or upcoming events or stuff like that, you'll go to paidandfree.com, of course. Of course. I love it. And all of those links will be in the show notes. So if you, by some chance, which I can't understand if it's a chance that you did this, but you know, maybe you'll go back. If you didn't have your notebook out, you know, you could go over to the show notes and get those links. But I hope you listen again and get your notebook out because it's just was too many gems dropped for you not to be writing some notes today. Right. (laughs) But anyway, Latasha, oh my goodness, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for sharing, giving us all this great, great, great knowledge. Thank you so much. I look forward to the event. I am super excited about your event. And so they better come back. If they want more, they may want to come back to your event because that thing is going to be on fire. So Right. And the link will be, I'll add the link. Tickets just went on sale. So I'll add the link in the show notes as well to that. Thank you so much, Latasha. Welcome. I really enjoyed this interview with Latasha and I hope you did as well. During this episode, Latasha really inspired me to register my business as a minority and woman-owned business so I can get to the top of the government contracts list. What's your takeaway from this episode? Send me an email and let me know. My email is whenhersunited at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. You know, one of my models is sharing is caring. So I sure hope that you care to share. I look forward to receiving an email from you. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode and read Latasha's full bio. You can also get the Cash App handle for Winhurst United, the direct link to my Buy Me A Coffee page, the links to all of the resources that Latasha dropped, and more. This is the final episode of season eight. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't listened to all of the episodes from season eight, now's a great time to go back and check those out. And if you wanna continue listening, we have seasons one through seven with tons of episodes that you can check out as well. We'll be back in January with another group of amazing 
winning women of color entrepreneurs. I wanna thank you for your continued support. And as always, be empowered and empower on.